0: Hi, thanks for listening. This is the It's All Widgets Flutter Podcast. My name is Hella Korn, and each episode we get the chance to talk with another amazing Flutter developer. This episode, we're lucky to be speaking with Luke. We're really happy to have you here. Thank you for being on the podcast. Can you share a bit about yourself?
1: Hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is Luke Pagetti. I have been interested in software ever since I was a kid, but it wasn't until about last March that I really got involved. And the reason was kind of unusual. I started paying attention to Uh, cryptocurrency stuff and there was an algorithm a mining algorithm that had just been released and I was looking over it and realized that there was an opportunity to make a slight improvement and so I did and launched that under the coin called pigeon coin and that blew up way faster and bigger than I ever expected to and so I found myself pretty much overnight with a team of 12 who were giving me full-time hours, and we didn't really know which direction to go. So there was only one other developer in that group of people, and I essentially said, I'm gonna give a couple months to this project, and I just dove right in, and essentially became a software developer via trial by fire.
0: That's an amazing story, that's wild. Uh, And then, so what got you interested in Flutter? How did that come into it?
1: Yeah, so we needed software for that project, and one of the things we we needed to write was a uh, mobile wallet, cryptocurrency wallet. And also we needed to write a social media app because that was the focus of the project was targeting social media. And we looked at all kinds of different options. I kind of started with React Native because I really wanted one code base. I think that's going to be a common theme for new Flutter developers. And I knew that Flutter had been around for I think a couple years at that point but as really like an alpha or pre-alpha project and right around that time they announced that I think it was beta 3 was um, production ready so I said what the heck figured I'd go ahead and learn it and I'd come from doing JavaScript because when it when it came time for me to just ship lots and lots of product with very little experience JavaScript was kind of my go-to for front-end and back-end. And so Dart was kind of interesting because it bared similarities to JavaScript, but it had all the strict typing, which was new to me. But I quickly found that that Flutter was very, very good at doing both iOS and Android without really having to muck about in any kind of platform-specific items or objects or anything like that.
0: How would you find changing from JavaScript to Dart? Do you find similarities, or what was the learning curve like? Well, so from JavaScript, as
1: probably most people listening to this podcast know, it's really loose typing. And so you can do things like move data around your application in, in objects that are very kind of fluid and easy to change. And there's all kinds of weird tricks you can do in JavaScript, like uh, using ANDs and ORs as uh, conditionals. And so I was used to using all those tricks. And when I got to Dart, you don't really get to do any of that because everything is so strictly typed. But what I found interesting was um, because it was so strong on the object-oriented side of things, I ended up learning a lot of things about programming that I probably never would have learned if I had just stuck with JavaScript. Um, but I will say that the learning curve in the beginning was pretty rough. Um, but after about a month of kind of hemming and hawing and dealing with it, and you probably know what it's like. The first time you pick up new technology, you feel like you want to kill it. And then after after a couple of weeks, it starts to kind of settle in. And uh, and that's that was kind of my experience with Dart. What I found what I found later is that uh, when I started picking up TypeScript. I found that TypeScript and Dart, uh, for me, felt very similar. Now, don't get me wrong. They're still very different beasts. But I found that mentally switching from TypeScript to Dart and back again, for me, is a lot easier than switching from Dart to JavaScript and back.
0: That's interesting. It would definitely makes sense. right? The, the strictly type nature of TypeScript uh, obviously lines up with Dart. Um, very cool. Are there things in Flutter that you really appreciate, that, that you really like in, in the framework?
1: Man, when we were listening to Flutter Live, um, I'm in a Discord group for Flutter. It's a really awesome group. And um, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, it's definitely worth checking out. But when we, were, when we were listening to Flutter Live, we had this joke, we had this drinking game joke where every time someone said the word hot reload, that was one shot. And it's really true though that hot reloading is probably one of the nicest things because, um, well, React Native is pretty good with hot reloading. From what I understand, it's a lot better than things like Swift. Um, Although I haven't had a chance to try Swift personally, so I don't want to make too big of a claim there, but definitely hot reloading on Flutter compared to React Native is pretty good. Uh, It's about like, if you've used React for the web, it's pretty similar to hot reloading on react for the web, but it's for a mobile app and it's, it's pretty amazing.
0: Nice. Are there some things you would like to see changed in Flutter? You know,
1: I, I always, (laughs) I always uh, like to say that the best and the worst thing about Flutter is Dart. Um, (laughs) it's like, I totally get why they picked Dart, but I really wish it had some of the features of TypeScript specifically. Um, The first thing that comes to mind is serialization of objects. So as I understand it in Flutter, you really have to use something like built value to turn automatically a class into like a JSON object. And in TypeScript, the ability to use um, object types or interfaces to kind of describe, for example, the response of like a REST endpoint and then be able to get autocomplete and IntelliSense in VS code and have it all work perfectly is really incredible. And that's probably the thing that I find missing the most when I switch to Dart is being able to just do JSON in and JSON out. Because pretty much everything you interact with on a daily basis is is done through JSON.
0: We, we also use built value in our project. Uh, and it seems like Dart is being developed over time. And I think hopefully some of those features will make its way into the core language, like non-nullable types. I think it's just a matter matter of time.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people don't appreciate how much work Microsoft has put into the typing system in TypeScript. I mean, I only use about 5% of it. And it's just, I find it to be incredibly easy and extremely powerful. So if, uh, I don't, I can't imagine that they would invest much in this area, Dart would, but that would be my wish list: is to have it to have more TypeScripty types, if that makes any sense.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's good feedback. I'm also, I'm a a web developer originally, and also a big fan of TypeScript. Uh, And it's interesting to see the the comparison. Uh, Do you have any tips you would share with uh, Flutter users? Yeah, I mean,
1: anyone who talks to me knows that I'm just a a huge fan of Firebase. Um, And I could spend hours on talking about the reasons why, but Basically, I think that if you're developing an app, um, especially with Flutter, that picking the Firebase, picking, or picking Firebase um, features and tools and services as a default, it's really hard to go wrong. It really saves a lot of time. And for most projects, it's essentially free to use. And then later on, when you start to stretch those limitations, I think it's fair to say that you could invest in something more bespoke. But when you really just want to get something up and running, I wouldn't even bother with any traditional backend technologies. I would just go straight to Firebase because it's just so fast to iterate. And it's pretty much ready to rock as soon as you turn the key and launch it. And then you can always replace it later down the line.
0: That's good advice. Are you using Crashlytics at all?
1: I have in the past, and I find it to be really useful. Um, I really like being able to make my own events. um, And then you can watch it in real time on the Firebase dashboard, which is pretty amazing. Because you can do things, um, like for example, I had a project I was working on where uh, users could uh, like, like or dislike a coin, for example. And it was pretty amazing putting the like and dislike and as custom Crashlytics events, because you could watch people in real time interact with the app at a very granular level, um, because they have like that stream view on on the Firebase uh, console under the Crashlytics section. And uh, yeah, no, I really like using Crashlytics. Or actually, hold on, that's not Crashlytics. That's uh, I there's think that's, analytics, just analytics. That analytics. Yeah, that's analytics. both. Yeah, no. So I'll back up and say. That has been my experience with uh, with analytics. Um, I have not had a chance to use uh, Crashlytics, but to be honest with you, um, I have found that my Fire or my Flutter apps uh, rarely crash. So I haven't actually felt a need to use any kind of crash reporting like that.
0: Right. We found our Flutter app has you know knock on has never crashed. Uh, but yeah, but, exactly. but, are looking, but are looking into using analytics just to kind of gather or exceptions, obviously. So sure, you know, sure. parts of the app will fail to build and we're looking into using Crashlytics to, to track that a bit better. Um,
1: yeah, with how stable Flutter is, I feel like events would be 95% analytics and 5% analytics, or even less.
0: Do you have any thoughts on state management?
1: Uh, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on state management. Um, man, so I'm a huge fan of... Uh, streams particularly reactive streams, and in flutter most people use this uh, in the block pattern and i actually really like the block pattern but i do something really strange in that i don't use syncs i know that you're supposed to use streams and syncs but what i do <laughs> and i haven't decided yet if this is really hacky or not but i have i have this i have the stream as a behavior subject from rx dart Um, And then I pass that down through context, uh, just like the regular block pattern. But then to modify the streams, I just make uh, little functions, little methods as part of my block uh, singleton. And I just use that to emit next values and it works awesome. And um, what I found is really awesome about this pattern, um, just the streams, not, not the functions. What I found is really awesome about using streams for state is that you can subscribe with a stream builder right at the leaf of your tree like at the very very tip of your widget tree and it, it what ends up happening is the the state changes the reloads are insanely fast uh, you can use it for like animating stuff on the screen by the pixel and they run 60 frames per second no problem I actually ended up taking this pattern and using it in my react projects by making a, uh, making a stream builder in react and using it to update, uh, components, widgets, basically, um, to do all kinds of animations on screen. And it was like way faster than any of the, uh, other, like more typical react methods. So I gotta give thumbs up to Google and the Flutter team for kind of putting the block pattern on the map and uh, really putting stream-based state on the map too because I found it to be incredibly useful. And uh, the other thing too is I've I've used uh, I've used Redux just enough to know that I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, it's like I. I get why people use Redux. um, But my personal experience has been that anything you can do in Redux, you can do with a stream. And instead of having like individual actions and reducers and what you just have a different stream Um, and you can, I've just found that it ends up being so much easier to make type safe, um, and so much easier to know exactly what's going in, what's coming out. It's like, things are a little more segregated. And, uh, if you need to do things like persist a stream to, um, to like resume when you open the app again, uh, you can really just dump, you can really just subscribe to that behavior subject and then rehydrate it when you open it back up again. Um, so I don't know. I, like I said, I get why people use Redux, but I have yet to find a solution where in practice it's any better than just stream-based state.
0: That's great. That's really, really interesting and really valuable content. Uh, I I agree with a lot of your points. I actually am a big fan of Redux, but we won't get into a, a Redux block bat- battle, No, but, no I, but, that's I li- fine. but I like, no, but I, I see value in both approaches. I think in truth, it comes down to, it's not one versus the other, right? A lot of it comes down to specific use cases. And what works best in, in individual cases, and I also really like the idea of using functions just uh, with block. I think it provides a really a cleaner API. I think the code reads a bit more, uh, a bit more cleanly. Sorry, you were it's say?
1: also just really no, it's fine. It's also just really simple to use the functions. Um, I know a lot of people are already um, get nervous when they think about streams. Um, so if you can just use the functions to publish your next values, it's really nice. And as far as Redux versus block, it's like everything in software is a tool, and like a tool, you're not going to use a hammer to like screw a screw into the wall. Just like there are some problems that Redux is is way better for.
0: Agreed, that's a great metaphor. Um, I think the challenge is when all you have is a hammer, the world looks like nails. So I think as right, developers, exactly. it's important that we, I think, have as many tools in our toolbox as possible. So we can approach each problem and uh, apply the best the best answers.
1: Yeah, and I'm a huge advocate of this because my um, my background is really diverse, having come from like a mechanical engineering field and then finding myself in software. What I've found is that pretty much any skill you learn, no matter what, um, no matter what kind of skill it is, can inform your technical skills, and what I found interesting is that when I went from Flutter to React, I brought a lot of stuff that I learned from Flutter and applied it to React, and it made my code like 10 times better. And then I've been doing it kind of in reverse now. Now that I'm doing more Flutter again, I'm taking stuff from React and using it in Flutter, which is awesome.
0: So are there any other areas of Flutter you're trying to learn more about? Um,
1: yeah, so... Flutter is kind of interesting to me in that there's there's really a lot of layers to Flutter, some really low-level layers and then some really high-level layers. So low-level would be something like Dart UI, and high-level would be something like the Material Widget Library. And I'm personally not a huge fan of Material Design. Um, and I think Cupertino is probably fine for what it's for, which is basically just iPhones. But I would really like for someone to make a flat UI library for Flutter. Um, And in order to do that, you would really need to kind of look at some of the mid-level UI stuff to be able to build that. And I have never looked at that stuff because I've always been right in the material design library. And so I'd really like to go down the level and learn a little bit about painting uh, base widgets so that you can then build up something like a flat UI, something that you might be familiar with if you were coming from like React Native.
0: Nice, that's really interesting, likewise. Uh, is there any advice you'd give someone just starting out?
1: I think my best advice for somebody starting out is uh, to take little bites and put in the hours. Um, I've found that with any kind of new technology or new technical endeavor, if you just kind of sit down and pace yourself and just put in tons and tons and tons of hours and try to be very humble, uh, you will learn maybe 10 times faster than you would otherwise.
0: Cool. And IDE of choice, IntelliJ, Android Studio, VS Code?
1: <clears throat> Definitely VS Code. Um, I And I have reasons outside of Flutter for that. Um, it's basically that I do lots of JavaScript and TypeScript programming and... VS Code, as far as I can tell, is kind of a jack-of-all-trades. And, and it, does it does everything quite well. And so once you get used to using VS Code, then switching between Flutter and Node.js and React, TypeScript, whatever, it ends up being very easy to do it just in VS Code. So, and also, I put a lot of value on aesthetics in software uh, because I have to look at it all day. So I want to be looking at something that I find pleasing. And when I think of it that way, then VS Code is a clear winner. And my personal preference for VS Code is to actually use... I don't like to modify my IDs too much. So I use VS Code with um, uh, the dark code package, I think it's called, for Flutter. And then I actually use the colors from Atom, which you can download as their own kind of package. And that makes it really nice nice to use.
0: Very cool, that's good advice. Uh, finally, is there anything else you'd like to add or promote?
1: Um, yeah, actually. So the other day I started a GitHub project called Flutter Developers. And what it is, is it's a Flutter app that you can add your own page. Um, and you can do things like put in your contact info, Put in the projects that you're working on and all kinds of links and um, it's specifically for developers to be able to kind of market themselves on this one central repo and you can find that I'll provide you a link but it's uh, github.com slash slash flutter hyphen developers and I've already had one other person add themselves as of yesterday so it looks like it's getting some traction and it would be really cool to have people add themselves. And because it's all in Flutter, uh, the way I say it is you've got your page. You can do whatever you want on there. So if you want to go crazy and do all kinds of show off your skills for doing like UI layouts or anything like that or animations or whatever, then like have at it.
0: Nice. I love it. That's a great idea. Uh, we'll definitely make sure to include the, the link in the in the episode notes. Uh, Luke, thank you very much for taking time to be on the podcast. If anyone listening would like to tell their story, go to itsowitches.com and click podcast in the top right. Thanks for listening.